0: I tune into to the HBCU Sports Lab to see my team want to love. If they love, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they want, keep tell, uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. caville, he know what he be talking about. Michael Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress press the analytic data with the hip hop. If you know him like I know him, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want to love. Yeah, the ball,
1: So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, because he going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike is back on assignment. No, he's trying to get in. We'll see if we can help him. He's on the road. You know, sometimes on the road, those connectivities will get you. But we got the other half, the football gurus of the MIAC, of the SWAC, Of HBCUs in general, we got uh, Mr. Joshua Sims Sr., B.J. Jones. So we're going to give you everything that went down. This week, it started on Thursday, and we got everything on Saturday. All the big games that I can tell that I got to watch lift up to the hype that we put it at. That don't always happen, but I'm excited about that. We're going to go through all that, but you know how we do when we open it up on the intro. We're just going to give you what the gentlemen thought of their Saturdays and what they watched. We'll go into the particular matchups, second, third quarter, and then we'll tell you what to watch next week as we exit the show. With that being said, let me go to none other than Charles Bishop. How you doing, Doc? It was, uh, I'm another, good. I'm good.
2: Another great Saturday of football, man. I said and enjoyed it all and took it all in. And then with the nightcap with uh, Southern and Corn.
1: Uh man, that was a tremendous game. That was a fun game to watch. Let me go to BJ Jones. What were your thoughts, BJ Jones?
3: Man, I called yesterday, man. I dubbed
1: uh yesterday
3: Separation Saturday, man. We just had big games across the board, uh, from the CIAA to the SIAC to the MIAC, uh to the SWAC, and all of them lived up to the hype. Uh from Virginia Union Bowie, uh, you know, to you know, Benedict and Albany State, Southern Alcorn, all of them live up to the hype. And, man, when we start talking about we missed football season and, and we can't wait for it, yesterday is the type of, of status that we're talking about uh, that we long for. Good
1: point, good point. Joshua Sin, Senior, I know you're in the country. Don't get too close to one of them cows. We're going to call you cow tipping
4: now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Doc, man. I, uh, this was an eventful weekend, man, in between having the – do everything I could here back in Eastern North Carolina this weekend on our family's uh in our family's country abode uh I, I did get a chance to really sit down and watch as many games as I really wanted to man i I, I surrounded myself with football this weekend from a meac perspective man uh good gracious man the, the peaches keep shifting um you know who is who is truly the number two who is going to be the most consistent team in in the conference to really be able to just get on a run and Delaware state ladies and gentlemen Ain't seen them be like this since 2008, man. So um, this is really, really intriguing to see them, you know, play the way that they're playing. Um, It's very, very intriguing to see all the other pieces kind of fall by the wayside and they kind of going to fight with each other in some other positions. So, man, intriguing weekend. And then the SWAC was intriguing as well. So I know we're going to get into that as the show goes along.
1: Yes, sir. Professor Sims, I'm finally glad that you understand my knowledge about Delaware State. I tried to tell
4: you. You did.
1: You You did. B.J. Jones often says. I tried to told
4: You You <laughs> did.
1: <laughs> and in this case, both sides can't be true.
4: Yeah, both sides can't be true. You're right. <laughs> they, the way they're playing right now, man, they really are making themselves a valuable competitor, man. Uh, and yeah. uh, 18, 1801 Fanville Street will show up there in Delaware real soon.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun to watch that as the MIAC continues to churn out. Getting through the swag as well. We're finding out pieces of the puzzle. Let me go to Mike. Uh, because, you see, I just gave uh, Professor Sims all the notes in regard that it's beautiful to see uh, those black families, African-American families that uh, have the other side in terms of the country part of it. Because uh, we don't always acknowledge and talk about that. Some of y'all city boys now making all that good money, man. That's yes, all right. <laughs> so you got a countryside. We know you. We know you. Speaking of that, let's go to Mike Washington as he travels around the world. Uh, Mike Washington, how are you doing today?
5: Oh, I'm good. How, how the rest of you brothers doing, man? You act like you from the... Man, I've known you for 30 years. You act like you from the country. You've been hey. in the city most of your life. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> sp- speaking, speaking of good job. Know, of good I'm just, job. talking about good job. <laughs> you can't walk around him. but It's like walking with the mayor. Hey, Dr. Cavill. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm standing right
1: there. Say <laughs> hey, man, y'all ain't right. Y'all ain't right. Hey, you, know, you know I control that mic. has got all. I
5: that
1: I'm calling you know, time. I, 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 all I'm saying is we got countryside folks. I got. <laughs> <laughs> man, right. I feel, man, grandpa got t- <laughs> man, You got all fish man. farm yeah, yeah, sure. I know a little bit about it. Horses? <laughs> well, Drive sure. up 50 times. it take you forever to get there on these back roads. You get off mm-hmm. these back roads, you got to get on some dirt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, man, this dude. Yeah, I left oh. that that money you're talking about for a reason. With that mic, what <laughs> <is that> Oh, <money?
5: laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I, I think, you know, I think I heard most of the comments, had trouble getting in, uh, attended the uh, 50th anniversary of the Black Ensemble, here in Houston, uh, old black theater uh, being honored last night. I had to dust off my tuxedo, so I had a chance to go into the lobby and watch some of the games. Um, uh, I think it was kind of the wheat being separated from the sh- the sheriff. You know, was, you're separating the wheat the wheat from the bad stuff. So yeah. I think this was separ- separation might, Saturday.
2: Mike, the, the ensemble let you uh, catch a game or two up in there. I, I know, I know that crowd.
5: Man, they—they well, you—you—you either left that you either left that ball for two reasons: to go check sports or to go get a real drink. There you go. Hey, and let me tell you this: I know Mike. He did both.
0: I did both
1: (laughs) at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, with that being said, let me jump on here. AD Drew, how you doing?
6: My brothers, my brothers. You know, I'm supposed to be on my way. Uh, I should have been landed in St. Louis about 15 minutes ago, but that's a whole different story (laughs) that we don't even want to talk about uh, on this show. But I'm damn sure going to talk about it on my show tonight. But uh, getting back to the games from yesterday that actually occurred where they were supposed to occur, man, the top three games that we had on the bill from the SWAC to the CIAA, to the SIAC, all lived up to the hype. And, man, Jada Byers you mm. know, put, put up another two bills uh, yesterday, Ooh. man. That, bro- yeah. that brother's on his way to a 2,000-yard season, uh,
1: fellas. Imagine that, 2,000 yards. Yep. Mm. And we're we going to make sure that we all recognize it because everybody's not going to necessarily talk about it. Absolutely. But these brothers will, whether you catch them on Tuesday. Uh, with HBC Sports, B.J. Jones or Joshua Sims, as he does on HBC Nightly on Wednesday because they go in all facets of it. And we'll get it right here as we're going to make sure that you get the latest and greatest uh, as we do. And as you know, uh, with Brian and A.D. of Sports Rap, they tell you they're going in tonight, so make sure you catch that. With that, let me officially welcome you to Episode 318 of Inside the HBC Sports Live Show and podcasts. the show that's covering the sporting HBCU diaspora, all things HBCU sports for institutions large and small. From the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics, to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. We just call it HBCU sports pedagogy. Speaking of HBCU sports in terms of business, uh, AG, A.G. Drew alluded to this, and he'll get into the particulars, but the game that was classic that was scheduled for St. Louis has been canceled in terms of being played in St. Louis, and it goes back to the uh, scheduled home team, which was Pine Bluff, so the game will be played today between Alabama A&M and Pine Bluff, so we'll get a chance to talk a little bit. I won't go to the details, because A.D., Drew, and Brian are going to really good. you all the information you need on that, but I did want to share that. I'm your, your host, Dr. Kenyattaville, with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. B.J. Jones, Joshua Sims Sr., and A.D. Drew. So the professors in the building, we're finna to have a true lecture. We're going to make sure you get all the information, news you need uh, out here. Everybody's in their home studio. Today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting education, consulting, and data analytics. we got a little time left in this first quarter, so I wanted to get into Uh, just some general thoughts of some grades. Let's get into it from some of these matchups. We don't have to give everybody a grade, but we'll cover throughout various parts of it. So I'm going to start with my colleague, Mike Washington. Give me two or three teams in terms of their grades. You can give all your top-ranked teams in terms that you want to give grades to, or you can mix it up with those that didn't meet expectations. It's your class right now, Mike Washington, so tell me.
5: Give me two, three, maybe four teams that you want to give a grade to. Doc, uh, I'm going to make it easy so I have time for all of my compadres here. Uh, I'm going to start with teams that we th- didn't think would be B-plus or A-minus. Uh, how about Southern University? Going into the year, we knew that they were question marks, but we didn't expect them to look like th- they are now coming up on top. They still have some question marks. But, you know, they, they've ta- they taken all the punches. They've taken Prairie View's punch. They've taken Alcorn's punch. And, look, you know, I give them B plus, A minus. Still have some caution. Uh, Delaware State, I was one who was not going to look at Delaware State. I kind of mm-hmm. looked at them, to be honest, like Valley. Valley? Mm-hmm. We talking about Valley? Uh, but Delaware State is stepping mm-hmm. up. And uh, at the beginning of the year, I would have given them maybe a C just based on expectations. I got to give them a B plus, A minus as well. Those are those are my surprise teams. I got a couple of more, but I'll shut up. I want to make sure everybody else has plenty of time.
1: Well, Throughout the show, we'll get a chance to give some other grades, so that'll be a theme of the show to give some of the midterm grades. Mike is tough, man. You come into his class with a seat. You know, <laughs> you, got to a, you got a seat coming in here. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Let me go to the other side of the house with Charles Bishop to see as this professor what He thinks about some grades this year. Go ahead and tell me, y'all. Yeah,
2: let me hand my A's out. Uh, A's to Benedict, my
1: fighting chin is buried. They they go and get
2: a huge win yesterday over Albany State, so definitely that started off with them with the A. Uh, to the to the big dogs, you know, uh, under you know, hitting a, a flower sledgehammer, North Carolina Central, of course, gets an A. Jackson State gets an A. They went out and did exactly. Uh, what they needed to do, and then you know, Southern—that's uh, that, a, a heck of a win against Allcorn. Uh, I know we'll get into that, but uh, when, I mentioned it on Thursday. With their backs up against the wall, uh, they came out and played the game that they had to play against this Allcorn State team. So, uh, Southern gets an A, and Norfolk State, man, that's an F square, like you say, Doctor Bill. Anytime homecoming losses in front yeah. of two thousand mm. to a team that hasn't been. Has
1: Convincingly, Come on. convincingly, Come on,
2: <laughs> green and gold.
1: Come convin- on. A convincing. He just give somebody F-squared. He pulled one of the lists out there. Let's go to you, BJ Jones. What grades
3: you got? Oh man, it, it starts with Virginia Union. Man, they they get an A. Um, let I me mean, talk about this Union squad, man. And you know, Boys State has been the kryptonite for you know Virginia Union and, and Fayetteville State and, and some of those other teams. Uh, but to see how Union is playing today, and was able to go on the road yesterday uh, and beat Bowie State last second field goal, um, so they they have one of my A's also, man. What Charles said about Chennis Berry and what that Benedict uh, football team, that program, what it looks like to go to Albany on Albany's homecoming uh, and, and get that win uh, was was huge. Um, and I also think uh, you know, and you know, in the in the um, uh, man. B-plus Delaware State, man. Uh, yeah. We knew that deep. We, we knew that they were tough defensively. And we mm-hmm. said if Delaware State were to figure this thing out offensively, how dangerous they would be, well, they figured it out yesterday. <laughs> um, so, Del- Delaware State is definitely up there. man. Jackson State, uh, man, Jackson State continues uh, to, to ride through this thing, you know, with, with an A. Uh, and I, I got to give Southern uh, credit, man. Uh, that loss to Texas Southern, man, the fan base is about the lowest you can get. Yeah. Uh, and it was more question marks than, than, than anything. But now, man, to see this team come around, still ain't 100% yet. Yep. You still ain't seen everybody yet. And to, to see that and to see the team still moving, man, I got to give them a, a B plus, almost an like A minus right now.
1: Yep. Great point. I, I like the fact that y'all y'all are seasoned professors. No A plus in midterm. Mm-hmm. You can't get an A plus in midterm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. exist. You don't do that. You can give some F squares. I like that. Joshua Sims,
4: <laughs> professor, what you got in your grade book? Yeah, man. Um, You know, if I just go to the big four conferences right now, you know, two on the mid-major and two on the major, man, you know, if I give my A's, my A's right now uh, would definitely be for Virginia Union and Benedict. Um, separation Saturday yesterday was incredible, man. So Virginia Union and Benedict have obviously submitted themselves as A's, man. They, they've taken care of uh, their, homework. They've their homework. They've done their homework. They've done their quizzes. And so far, man, they they've been stroking with all, all on all cylinders. But in the Bs on that level, man, Fayetteville State, um, and then you know Fayetteville State right now it has a two game lead in the CIAA. Um, you know they won yesterday, you know, and they they've cemented themselves in the CIAA South. Uh, you know it looks like it's going to be a nice showdown. All things considered, obviously we still got a lot of games played, but a Fayetteville State Virginia Union championship game uh, is not something that will be uh, taken lightly. Um, And then also, man, a B right now, just because, you know, they lost yesterday to who has now kind of been the A, uh, I would have to put Albany State in that B uh, category. Um, No, not a bad team. Um, They just met against a team that is uh, widely considered amongst all of us here um, that they're the A A team. Um, And then on on the major level, uh, man, right now, Delaware State is the B team, man. And and, and I am uh, very surprised to say that. Uh, In my four years playing in North Carolina Central, I didn't lose to Delaware State one time um yeah. so to see that team rolling the way that they're rolling um and really kind of submitting themselves where they are is incredible uh north carolina central you know at 1801 Federal street you know right now we just got off fall break kids just got off fall break so they know what their real grades are and right now i will say that we are a for sure but uh we uh we got a big time test this week in orangeburg south carolina that will cement us from going from an a minus to maybe a, or just a simple a uh we'll see what happens down in orangeburg um uh, yeah, simple. Josh, y'all play with clean uniforms on Thursday. Ugh. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my man. I was sitting inside the stadium, man. Sitting inside the stadium in, in my PSL, in my PSL seat, man, in my, my license seat. And I was looking, I said, damn, what we, them uniforms then came a long way, boy. Cause that, that's stuff we used to have were. With um Russell, um, Russell, <laughs> 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 so, so not only are we playing as an A, but our uniforms look like an A now too. So we matching a little bit. Good shout hey, out right there, brother. The you
1: play good, you play good. Yes, sir. Hey, I we mean, got
4: money now. We got money. Yeah. Yeah,
1: We're <laughs> we doing well. We're moving on up. <laughs> we moving on up. <laughs> well, that being said. Uh, thank you, Josh. Uh, let me go to AD Ju. One of the things I like what you also talked about, some of the best grades are for teams that have been able to do it on the road. Some of the toughest schedules belong to those teams that are getting A's, Virginia Union, Benedict, Southern. They have some of the toughest schedules out there thus far. Jackson State, in terms of what they did, beginning of rivalries, uh, classic games, the road games at the beginning of the season. So it's interesting and fascinating to see how that is playing off. Uh but, for that case, North Carolina Central in terms of what they played on their schedule. And that top 25 win against uh, New Hampshire continues yep. to look better every week. They 4-0 yep. in the CAA. With yep. that being said, let me go to A.D. Drew and see Professor Drew. What are your thoughts in terms of the grade before we go to this first break? Let's start off with my two alma models. First, I'm going to start off with uh, Tuskegee University That's where I'm going to
6: give a uh, B+. Plus, you know, after a rough start to the season, uh, after picking up Victory 700, Tuskegee has been on the roll, and they have won in every way that you could win. They've won ugly. They've won pretty. They've won in a slug They won in a shootout yesterday. So I'm going to give Tuskegee a B-plus right now. They've got an opportunity to get an A next week, uh, move to the A-minus category next week with the victory against Lane, which could go ahead and seal up the SIAC West. wrap all right, flip it over to my other alma mater, that being Florida a and University, I've got to give them a B. Both these teams ironically have identical records, but after that drubbing by Jackson State to open up the season, uh, North Carolina, uh, the game against North Carolina was, was what you expected for, uh, against an FBS, Florida a and despite winning, has won ugly this season. You know, they have not had an impressive victory of their four victories this season. So uh, you know, Florida and M gets a B because they're getting it done, but they really should be on that B plus A minus line, considering the talent in that room at Florida a And then to their two uh, major rivals, but through Cookman, I've got to give them a and I was debating on this C minus or D plus. But you kind of got to give them a pass because of what they've been dealing with for the last three weeks. You know, they get that C plus slash I with an excuse. They, those, those kids are turning an excuse to you because something happened to them tragic during the middle of the semester. That's Bethune Cook. And yeah. Miles, Miles, defense is excellent. Can't get the quarterback situation uh, solved at Miles. So I've got to give them a C minus right now. C minus D plus. Uh but I'm scared of Miles at the end of the season. Cause if they get any one of their top quarterbacks back to go along with the defense that they've been playing, Miles will upset Tuskegee
2: at the end of the season. Ooh, does, he, does, does the does the playoff campaign start now for fans? Yeah, uh
6: oh, it's been it's been rolling. I you I expect to see fan put up some stuff uh out there trying to uh get to the playoffs because if Jackson State is the only FCS loss. Fairview has a claim, just like they did last Last year. year. And I'm going to give you one other one. Uh, Despite the loss yesterday, Albany State and Fort Valley, the winner of the Fountain City Classic, will still have a shot shot. at getting into the Division II playoffs, assuming Mm -hmm. Benedict wins out, whereas uh, Fayetteville loses again to, uh, to Union in the CIAA Championship. Fayetteville is done. So yeah. CIAA is they only roll. gonna get one. That's going to be either y- Union mm-hmm. or Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. Whereas SIAC could sneak a second team in there based on the projected uh, Division 2
4: region rankings. Great that's
1: point. Great, great point. And then Joshua has me learning all these. I thought I knew all this kind of stuff about HBCU. Now I'm <laughs> understanding their home address: eighteen oh one Fayetteville <laughs> Street. But I tell you, <laughs> that's how you talk
0: about an institution. I'm telling you, twelve hundred old Montgomery yeah, every, <laughs> yeah. Every,
5: Everybody, everybody, everybody used the heel. He's oh yeah, <laughs> hey, going out of dresses.
1: Hey, that's because that was all the way, the way street, you could get mad when you was in school. I tell you, all
3: <laughs> of, man, everybody I mean, the heel, the heel. Let's he get, get going it into the one for
1: the on the other side and get some more talk in. Stick with us, right back after the first quarter break. You heard some of the grades. We'll see if we can get some more. Stick with us. Give me your grades professors out there in the lab let me know grade your own papers tell me what you thought about your institution where well, they are in midterm midterm grades are due. the dean is calling for i need my grades this week y'all got the grades don't make me send an email because they late send them grades, lab listeners we'll be right back after this break
4: support the black college sports network so we can continue to provide you coverage Go to myjbn.com slash support we'll and be a part of the black college sports. Tell they can follow they
6: Let's get back to getting ticks instead of
5: watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit getvaccineanswers.org so you can make an informed decision
6: for yourself and for your crew.
3: Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less.
0: Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin
4: Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back,
0: everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin?
6: Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Merrier. Food is her love language, and she really
2: loves her grandson, like really loves.
0: Since 2002,
5: Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens,
0: Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them, like I know them, they're gonna tell you if your team, if they want to laugh, laugh and mm-hmm. we about, we about. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. and pay attention. So I- he gonna teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab. Talking about a team in the grade. Clark and University
1: got it done. I told y'all to watch out for them Panthers, old oh, cousin. Savannah State, man, they, they tipping on that F-square. I would say for a lot of folks, uh, some other people said when they made a the decision, they already knew what was gonna happen this season. But uh that's in there. Let me go to Drew, tease out a little bit about Clark Atlanta, Savannah State. Clark Atlanta Panthers improved to three and four, uh, two and three in the conference rate defeat. Savannah State Tigers and fall to three and four and two and three on the season, 20 to 12 final score there in Atlanta. Homecoming SIAC style. Atlanta Panthers getting it done. Professor Drew, what are your thoughts in terms of this game this matchup? What took place? not it a bit
6: interesting that the teams that we think will win at home on homecoming have lost? And the teams that we think will lose at home on homecoming have won. Mm-hmm. Just, 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 just want to throw that out there. But uh this, this is Coach Slater's, it's typical Coach Slater. You know, he doesn't, when Coach Slater has a top-notch quarterback, he is unbeatable. But when he doesn't have it, the one constant that you see with the Coach Slater coach team is the running game. Uh, yesterday, 188 yards on the ground for Clark Atlanta while holding their opponent to 88 yards on the ground. So it's just, just a typical Coach Slater team. I told you Clark Atlanta was going to be the team that everybody needs to watch out for. Knew they weren't going to win it this year. But they will be the one who will throw a monkey wrench into everybody. And who does who does Benedict have left on their schedule this season? Clark Atlanta. So keep an eye on that matchup. You know Benedict's schedule is all downhill, but they've got Clark Atlanta, Morehouse, and Allen. Allen can put up points. So it's going to be interesting to see if Benedict should remain uh, undefeated. But there is that monkey wrench in from Atlanta.
1: Great point. Uh, how that may go. Let's go over here to Langston, Fort Worth Independent, sooner athletic conference. We told everybody this is the time where Langston stumped their foot last year. Well, mm-hmm. it got chopped off maybe if they didn't stump it this week. 53 to 28 is Langston Lions, previous number three, lose on the road to Texas Wesleyan Rams. Uh, Langston drops the five and one, four and one in the conference. Texas Wesleyan improves the six and one. 5-1 in conference. They got a big matchup to kind of rebound this week. So we'll see if it's identical to last year or it's just a bump in the road. Charles, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I think
2: Texas Winston, they set the tone early in this an 84-yard kickoff return uh, for a quick strike. Uh, and then, you know, you go through the first quarter, 26-0. And it was just too big a hole for lengths to dig out of. Uh, when you're talking about two heavyweights uh, in time, one of those heavyweights jumps out, you know, jumps out of the gate fast and you just never get into the rhythm of the game, that looks like what happened here with Lanks and the Texas Wesleyan. Two of the better teams in the conference, uh, especially Texas Wesleyan with regards to defense over there in student athletic. But uh thing that jumps out, they rushed for over 300 yards in this game. So that's something Lanks has got to
1: shore up going forward. But a uh, huge win for Texas Wesleyan. DJ Jones, you know about Fourth for funky Funkytown, as they like to call it over there. You're talking about tipping cow? They really do. Tip cow. Well. At least They had a the good <laughs> look like it. But I want you and Drew uh, to give me an update. We talked a little bit about it. It was certainly the matchup of the week. Top uh, five teams, number two, Benedict, coming into that game. Uh, they improved to the 7-0, 5-0. On the road, defeat number four, Albany State. Golden rounds, 4-2, and 3-1, and 24-20. Uh, kind of got close at the end and even had a magical fumble that uh, if you're a Benedict Tiger, probably scared the bejesus out of everybody that was over there. But they got him out of bounds, so they victory, they go. B.J. Jones, uh, A.D. Drew, quickly, starting with you, B.J. Jones, what were your thoughts in terms of this matchup?
3: Man, if you're Albany State, man, you got to be thinking could have, would have, should have. There were two plays in the first quarter uh, where Albany could have, I mean, it could have been 14 points. Uh, You had one, they ran the screen pass, and it looked like the running back, like he was gone. Uh, kid from Benedict, literally, I don't know if he, I don't know if it was a shoestring. Drew you were there? It looked like maybe the tip of the shoe. I mean, that was that was that was that was a touchdown. Um, and and then you had the the play action pass. I think that was to the tight end. It was just him and Green Grass, and and they they missed. And then from that point on, Benedict really just jumped on it. Um, uh, when they woke up, man, they woke up and. It was too little, too late for Albany. I mean, they closed the gap there at the end. But when you play a good a ball club like that, you have to take advantage of your opportunities, Earl.
1: Shout out to BCSN to bring that to everybody that watched it. Obviously on the, uh, on, on the channel there in terms of the production as well. HBCU League Pass, Eddie Drew, Benedict, and uh, Albany in terms of the SIAC game of the week, as you put it out there, as you write for D2. S I C side. Go
6: ahead, Drew. Uh, let's keep something in mind. Albany State did outscore Benedict 13-7 to in the second half uh, mm-hmm. of that particular game. What you did not see, unless you were watching it there, Eric Phoenix started that game 11-for-11 on his passes. And pass number 12 should have been called also. So I, I follow Benedict. I watched Benedict this year. Notice who did not play for Benedict. That being John Lampley, because Eric Phoenix was playing so doggone good, Lampley couldn't even get into the game. You couldn't even justify putting Lampley in the game for his customary snaps because usually mm-hmm. brings Lampley in for a change of pace and to help with the, uh, with the passing game. I've said the kicking game was going to hurt one of these two teams in a close game. Albany State on a fourth down from its own 13 yard line, trailing 14 to nothing should have kicked the field goal just to get some points on the board, but they did not because they're only one of four on field goals that have no confidence in their kicker. And the field goal that Benedict kicked, it was a it was essentially a PAT because it was a 20-yard field goal. So you got you got to keep those things in mind. Those defenses were that good. Special teams play defense, I'll have a further breakdown later, but it was a It it was a good knockout game. And the one last thing I want to get out here, Deontay Banu, when he's on, he's on. When he's off, he's off. Yesterday, he was off. Couldn't throw the ball to the oceans at certain times in the game. The 93-yard touchdown was just a a swing pass that uh, Shorter took to the house. So, you know, just keep those things in mind.
1: But, hey, Albany State still has a chance to get to the playoffs. Good point. Good point uh, by both you all. Let me go to Mike Washington and Joshua Sim Sr. on uh, CIAA territory, Bowie, Maryland. Uh, breast cancer awareness, Bulldog Stadium, number one Virginia Union goes on the road and gets the win as they improve to seven and 5 and oh. Finally knocks off the Behemoth is been, been uh Bowie State Bulldogs that were ranked number six that fall to four and three three and two, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Game was so good they needed extra time. It goes over time. And you get a field goal. uh Talking about the lack of uh field goals in the SIEC game of the week, it was the opposite. You got a big-time field goal that was made. Deep falls and goes through the uprights. The crowd yep. goes wild. In terms of Virginia, you can get it done as they are living their best life, as you would say in so many different ways. Creditable, Louis State, a lot of folks – uh, thought they would be fighting, but I'm not sure they thought they would come back like that. And so with all the changes they had in the offseason, you got to give them a lot of credit, too. Let me start with you, Joshua Sims. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Man, uh,
4: this, this was a, a perennial CIAA dogfight, man. This yeah. is a dogfight. Um, you know, what seemed like Bowie State, they couldn't get the run game going yesterday. But obviously, man, Deion Golat, man. And and I'm only just going to start on Bowie State's side because they came out on the losing side of a dogfight. But Dion Golat, man, um, right now, you know, even with Jada Byers. Jada Byers did not exist in the CIAA, Dion Golat is the CIAA player of the year. Um, you know, and that's not a slight toward Golat, but that's just – Jada Byers is incredible, man. We're looking at, you know, probably the best running back in the country, bar none. I mean, I'm talking, like, at first uh, I was, you know, saying, hey, maybe he's the best running back in the CIAA. Maybe he's the best running back in Division Two. Maybe he's the best. No, he's the best running back in the HBCU landscape, bar none. Um, there's nobody with even close. There's nobody even close to how he's playing right now as running back in HBCU football in the country. Uh, he scored once yesterday, uh, and really, man, you know, it became a story of who was gonna get the ball last, and, and then they go into overtime, and it really, really boiled down to a field goal. Which, if you, if anybody who studies CIAA football, that happens so often against two Titans inside the CIAA. A kick, a field goal ends up being the difference between teams winning and losing in the CI. Uh it's gonna be interesting to see, man. Virginia State is it's gonna be uh coming into Virginia Union here in the next couple weeks. Um uh, you know Bowie State obviously still has the rest of their schedule in the CIAA. Um but it's gonna be very, very interesting to see just how far this Virginia Union team can go. Because they are extremely talented and they are literally the fighting Jada Byers right now, man. And that's not a slight to the rest of the team. Just this kid is an incredible talent. Looking forward to seeing him play on Sundays
1: one day, too.
5: Mm. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, man. How, how can I add to that, man? Bowie State, give them credit. They went into halftime uh, lead, I think it was 9-3, nine, 9-6. Nine, nine, and yeah. then all of a sudden, Virginia comes out and scores two TDs. And you're like, oh, man. So this was a heavyweight battle. And the way it was going, it you you thought it's gonna come down to the team who has the ball last, and that's what it had, and it, it needed extra time to finish that. So uh, kudos to both teams, but man, I cannot talk about them enough this this kid, uh, the, the quarterback for uh, for Virginia. Oh my god! I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, Jada Byron, He had 283 yards. Mm-hmm. Took, and, a, and a TD. So um I had a chance to look at highlights. I didn't see the whole game, of course. But, man, to watch him in person is incredible. Uh Bowie State was only allowed 70 yards rushing the entire game, whereas uh, Virginia Union, all of their yards came from one person, maybe a couple of quarterback rushes. So they were really able to inc- enforce the, the strong part of their game, which was the run. Uh Usually, if you look at the stats, you can tell there's a big difference. Um, but on the other side, the passing was more favored for uh, Bowie State. So it was a truly a heavyweight battle. I think Bowie State had 300 yards passing, whereas Virginia Union only had 145. Two, two important data points. One dominated the rush game. One dominated the pass game. Uh, they both have average uh, share of time on the clock. It was just a heavyweight battle that was just going to go down to one final play, one big mistake, one missed call whatever, and, and, and uh looks like Virginia Union, with that 42-yard field goal, pulled it out in extra time, and overtime. So, tremendous game. Hey, Thanks, uh, Take you
1: back a little bit before we get into this break. That nine seventeen 17 game against Shaw, that field goal, that is probably what's going to keep Lou Bowie State out of the playoffs in terms of at least being in the picture, that early loss that they had to Shaw, 17-14, to talking about that. Let's get into our second break. Uh, We'll come back on the other side, third quarter, uh, as we take our halftime marching sport. We'll get from the mid-majors to the major division. We'll be right back after this break.
0: Your ad could be
1: ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support myjbn.com backslash support for more information.
3: The new GMC Sierra with hands-free driving offers the most advanced and luxurious pickup in its class.
4: slowburnwego.com
1: Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here?
0: I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff
3: protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh?
5: Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious?
5: Never not working standard of protection that's never not working head and shoulder scalp shield technology
4: it's like a loot machine going around town
0: trying to get Professor the analytic data with the hip hop. If you know like I know they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to lot, yeah. And about, about, So listen to Professor Yes, sir, yes sir. and pay attention because he going
1: to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Lil inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, and the crew. As we are getting into some of these matchups, we're going to watch. go to the capital Washington, D.C., Oddie Field, truth and service, classic. Uh, we have none other than Howard Bison and Harvard Crimson uh, playing in the matchup. First half is at least a good game, but Howard Falls, to 1-5. Good thing for them, they haven't started conference play. They did have a different quarterback. See what that means, maybe moving on the season. Harvard Crimson improves the 4-1, 2-0. 41-25 was the final score. Josh Sims, this is out of the MEAC, so give me a little touch on this. I know you're not excited about Howard,
4: but, you know, can you can you look at anything other than the F-square? Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, and to be honest, you know, a new quarterback in yesterday, uh, Jalen Tolbert, uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, so a very mm. kind of, you know, middle-of-the-road day yesterday. But you're absolutely right, man. This is a tale of first half look competitive, second half, oh, my God. Uh, so the first half, man, uh, Howard looked like – you know, they really, really had a chance. They went in a halftime, tied 1717. 17. I'm like, oh, okay, Howard, you're gonna get a chance to get your get your Ivy League, non-conference W. Um, but uh in, in true Howard fashion, uh second half, man, they kind of came out and looked very, very flat. Could not get the running game going at all yesterday, whether it was the first half or the second half, man. They they looked a little bit dismal coming out of the second half. Um on, on the bright side of that, man. It was good to see Jayshawn uh, Scroggins play yesterday, man. Um, young guy, man. Uh, obviously, as a North Carolina Central grad, we've got our eyes on those guys that they got that's coming in. Jayshon Scroggins came in yesterday, four of six, 61 yards. Didn't play a lot, but he got a chance to get some playing time yesterday. And uh, he looked all right. You know, he actually looked pretty good. So, uh, you know, maybe this is something for, for Howard to be able to build on for two or three years down the line. But as of right now, Howard's still Howard.
2: Yeah. yeah, shout out, shout out to my guy Marlon Brown. His son got him a
1: one hand snag yesterday. Hey, he did, he did. He yeah, did. Mm-hmm. He's talking about Howard is Howard. He, he sound like you uh-huh. with Valley is Valley Mike sticking with Mike. Yep. Let's go to Tennessee State Tigers. Uh, they defeat as they improve the two and four. That's two straight games, one and zero in the conference. They defeat Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles and really blew them out early. Uh, Tennessee Tech scored the last two touchdowns at least, make it. Look better than that, but look, make it those look respectable. The go down one to five, oh, and three. What's your thoughts on this road victory for Tennessee State, Mike?
5: Yeah, you know, they, <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they had a big 219 yard performance on the ground. So, it, and Jalen Roos, you know, he, he had a solid game. Uh, Drayden, Drayden Ellis, he led the passing attack, he had 250 yards, so it was a solid performance. But I, I think the, the, the real ticker is. The the three turnovers. They forced three turnovers from Tennessee Tech. So their defense was on spot. Uh they jumped off and really never let up, let their foot off the gas pedal. They outgained Tennessee Tech. Was it four hundred and seventy yards, three hundred and twenty? um you know basically in the air it was like 250 yards to 160 so they had pretty much every data point every statistic that you look and they won from wire to wire except the last you know few minutes a few minutes of the game i'd say it's more than a few minutes when they tennessee tech was able to put 14 on the on the on the board but solid performance by uh tennessee state um no no doubt i think they I think they uh, who was that Tennessee Tech scored with 13 minutes left, and then nine minutes left. And uh, I think Tennessee said, "Well, hold up, you know, let's let's put let's hit the gas a little bit." But uh, solid solid performance all around. Charles, let me
1: go to you for Jackson State as they take on Bethune Cookman in Florida. That's Jacksonville, Florida. It sounds like Jackson State is trying to own Jacksonville as well. <laughs> as they <laughs> t- remain number one, undefeated on the season, six and zero, four and zero. They defeat Bethune Cookman Wildcats one and five as they fall two one and five on the season one and two in the conference Forty eight to eight was the score of the game I'm not sure if it was close as even that forty point loss look uh, yeah. Charles Bishop what were your thoughts in terms of this matchup.
2: Yeah, another huge game for Shadour Sanders. Another five-touchdown game. He had one uh, against Florida AM. and uh, m Workman-like performance uh, by the offense. Uh, a couple of hiccups. I, I think Shadour had a couple of interceptions yesterday, and I think uh, Coach Prime uh, alluded to it in the postgame press away when he tries to elongate plays. Uh, it got him in trouble a couple times yesterday. But offense, the big thing for the offense was they started out fast, and that was something that has been a bugaboo for the past few games in terms of uh, of coming out of the locker room, coming out of uh, guns blazing, if you will. And, and in this game, they were able to do that against Bethune-Cookman. But, you know, again, the story every week for for this uh, football team is this defense. Uh, this defense really can, uh, you know, squeeze you to death like an anaconda. Uh, 166 total yards for Bethune-Cookman. And the thing that is impressive uh, although Bethune-Cookman's, you know, uh, record might not show it, but Jalen Jones is a tremendously athletic quarterback. He might be the most athletic quarterback in the conference uh, when you talk about a quarterback uh, who could run a 4-3. And-, and Jackson State was able to bottle him up to the tune of seven sacks. I mean, and they just kept coming at him with waves and waves of defenders. He couldn't get into any flow whatsoever. But uh, this defense, you know, we say it every week stop the run, and force you into
1: throwing the football, and that's where you play in the Jackson State's hands. Man, I know uh, he's not able to go home to Bethune-Cookman, but somebody needs to make sure they find him a good ice bath because after what he had to deal with against Tennessee State and Jackson State defensively, boy, it's been a rough two weeks in terms of what that looks like. Uh, let's Looks like we might have B.J. Jones coming back in here. We'll save the Southern for a couple of folks to get their hands on it. So let's get in here with this uh Delaware State, Norfolk State, eighty. Drew. Tell me your thoughts in terms of that matchup. I don't
6: know if this is saying more about Delaware State or Norfolk State, but the fact that <laughs> De- Delaware State <laughs> got their first victory in a BAC opener since 2014. Wow. Or the fact that it's their first road win against – a BAC opponent, ironically, Norfolk State, since 2014 also. So are we seeing the rise of D- Delaware State for a coach who some people at preseason thought may be on the hot seat after five years or four years have not been successful, or has that flame shifted down to the bay and Dawson Odoms now needs to worry about Put putting his uh, his rear end in some water to to keep the flames cool from him because you know I wonder if he's getting the same heat in Virginia as he was getting in Louisiana as far as winnings come because when it has not come at the way that people in the bay are expected to come just like when people in the bluff thought they were going to be uh, doing a lot better if they forced them out of time or. Helped him make his decision to me to go out of town. We're just <laughs> okay, We're talking, about southern. We're talking about
1: southern. Let me go to BJ Jones as we got in here. I think he uh, jumped off so he can put on that southern shirt to make sure everybody's seen it. A little I got it
5: with the camera tricks. Well, well hold on, hold, hold, doc, game, hold, hold on, Doc. There's a certain way that they, they that you now have to say Dawson Odoms, right? BJ, can you help us with the correct pronunciation?
3: Oh, that's Josh.
4: That's Josh. Oh, oh that's doom. me. Oh, oh okay. Josh. Oh, Dooms. Oh, Dooms.
5: <laughs> dooms. Yes.
4: And, yeah. I'm sorry, he,
1: Josh. And he may be doomed. It he may baby. be
4: doomed. He may be.
3: <laughs> nah,
1: he's safe. he's safe. He still has four years. Oh, on doom's Contract, he got plenty of years to get it right. We'll see if he can get it right. Because you're right. If it's up to the fans, he certainly is in trouble. But administration is not uh, writing no checks for somebody for four years. With that being said, BJ Jones. Uh, let's get into this. Mumford Stadium, Swat Western Division, number six, Southern Jaguars, four, improved a four and three, three and one defeat. Number three, Alcorn State Braves, three and three, two and one. Uh, final score was 21 17. Jumped out on uh, Alcorn early. Defensive stand from Southern. Everybody they looked listened to us said that front seven was serious coming in potentially for Southern, and they lived up to this game in terms of a potent attack and they just were bludgeoning each other and you'd get some wins from the Braves, you get some wins from Jaguars. But the final one was that fourth down stop. It was huge. Uh, but B.J. Jones, what were your thoughts on this matchup?
3: I man, the big ones, man, I was hoping that those first uh, half opportunities that we squandered didn't come back to buyers. us. Um, we talked about the same thing that happened in the, in the, in the Benedict and the Albany State. Uh, we had a pass to the number 19 Ligon. If he's running, he's still running today. Uh, but he stopped and, and tried to jump up for the ball. Uh, then we missed a wide open receiver. It, it, if he catches and run it, he's still running it today. Louisiana State Troopers would have <laughs> had to stop him. Um, and, and 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 you know that and look, that was you know fourteen points that you know that were missing. missing. Um, and it would have changed to complete the entire complexity of that game because you know instead of being up you know twenty one you know to seven now we're talking about you know being up thirty five um, seven early. And credit to Alcorn, they took advantage of it. They, they hung in there. Um, that run game, uh, we saw the, the maturation of that quarterback um, on, on yesterday with uh, the passes that he threw. Threw an interception early, then threw another one. Um, man, so much credit to that Allcorn defense and that offensive line. For everything Southern's defensive line is, they kept the quarterback clean in, in, in the second half. You saw them kind of mix up the run and the pass. And, man, it, it was just another classic uh, Southern Alcorn battle that we're just accustomed to getting in, 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 in this rivalry. And in first time being Allcorn two years back-to-back, back, uh, I think in 34 years was the stat. Wow. Um, so th- th- this was big.
1: Oh, yeah. great point. When you put that data point in there, I'm going to let Charles, I know he wanted to touch yeah. on this a little bit. Yeah, yeah He wanted I- to say that third down stop that they got, uh, late in the game that they forced the field goal instead of looking like maybe Alphonse had a chance to tie. It. Ultimately, obviously, it was big as well. Talking about that defense as they couldn't get many stops, but the twos they got were crucial. Go ahead, Charles.
2: Yeah, obviously I thought one of the storylines in the game was because Southern slowed down Alphonse rushing attack, but I was uh, very impressed by the fact that they were able to get after Alcorn's quarterback. They got him for five sacks, and I thought that was going to be the determinant in the game for me, uh, which defensive line could take over in this game. Uh, And Southern's defensive line, not only was they able to hold down Alcorn's running game, but they were able to get after quarterback five sacks. Inverse of that, Southern was able to keep their quarterback clean. He he was only sacked one time in that game, and Alcorn came into that game. They led the swag in sacks. Uh, so that was huge for me uh, in terms of what Southern was able to do in terms of keeping um, McCray upright.
5: I, I guess one thing to put, just to put some magnitude on it, you got the two leading rushing teams in the SWAC. Southern came to this game averaging 238 yards per game on the ground. Alcorn slightly below it, about 210. For this game, Alcorn only had 113, 114. So about 100 below their average. Whereas Southern had 170. So you can tell that Southern, that just gives you an idea. They held them 100 yards below their season average. Um, and they are the second leading team in the swag. So that gives you a magnitude of how well that line performed. I'll tell you this. I don't know
2: what all is going on October 29th. <laughs> you better figure out a way to get to Jackson, Mississippi, October 29th.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah. Problem okay. is, we got too many homecomings, folks. Going yeah, damn you homecoming. homecoming. I they know, October right? October oh, no.
0: 29th. I night. don't know what's going on on October 29th. <laughs> you better figure out a way to get to Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> I, hear, I, hear, I hear you. I hear you. I know, fam, you got, but, bro. Dude,
6: uh-huh. we, we, we got to get you. I can care. That's about the football game, the homecoming on that already day. already
1: booked hotel rooms, flights. Uh Ruse, you ain't giving all that up. Prayer view we be down there. Texas Southern got a home coming. I don't know who scheduled this. I looked at I it don't early. know either.
5: Who scheduled, only, who scheduled homecoming? Already I already got stuck, stuck a, one,
6: already got stuck with one flight I can't use. I can't take another. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but I did want to go back to that Thursday night game where the world got to see uh North Carolina Central. Uh there's been somebody on here has been saying that quite a bit about Central. And I think a lot of folks were talking about Morgan State that they were moving in another direction. Well, it wasn't gonna happen on Thursday. North Carolina <laughs> Central Eagles proved a five and one, one and zero. Oh, defeat Morgan State Bears two to four, on two, and really took them to the woodshed early in that game. The final score is 59-20. And boy, the Eagles looked good. They were clicking on everything. You said they're number two. I wouldn't be surprised even in Dr. Ville's great poll rankings, that they jumped back up there to number two with everything else that took place. But currently they're at number four. Joshua Sims, talk about this matchup. The other side, if you would, of the track, your resident Miak, make sure that we share some love over there. We having all this fun in the swag, with some things taking place in the MEAC. as well.
4: Yeah, man. Uh, um, I know it was Separation Saturday, but uh, this week it was Thrashing Thursday. Uh, we, we, uh,
0: <laughs> to say the <laughs> least, man.
4: Listen, just a couple points here, and and I made these points uh, both here in, in the Sports Lab, as well as on HBCU Nightly, uh, I talked about the fact that th- going into the Campbell game, which is now for us was weeks ago, we were a little banged up. We had some some issues, especially on the offensive line. Some guys were banged up. Some guys were hurt. And we got a chance to go into the bye week and get healthy. Um, you know, But another piece to that was that Davies Richard was a little banged up. Um, a lot of the country did not know that Davies Richard was having an ankle issue um, going into that game against Campbell. And so he had a chance to get healthy. Uh, The the kids were on fall break, so they had no distractions on campus. The girlfriend had to leave him alone. You know, they were (laughs) miles and miles away from all of the other men. But to say the least, man, you know, obviously I could talk about our defense and how they stepped up, but I am going to take a moment right now to talk about Davious Richard. All right. Not named Shador Sanders. This kid is the best quarterback in HBCU football, bar none. And I'm willing to go out on every single media publication and say it with my chest wide open in the air. Davius Richard, 17-24 for 217 yards, four passing touchdowns. Then he comes back and he said, no, I don't want to just give you the passing touchdowns. Let me give you a couple of them on the ground. Two rushing touchdowns that night as well, as well as a big 40-yard run that he took. And he bust the whole, the whole stadium went crazy when he had to cut back and take yeah. that touchdown to the house. We have a big game this week against South Carolina State, and and it does kind of allow us an opportunity to really cement ourselves. Last year, we lost to South Carolina State by three points. That's the only game we lost inside the conference last year, and I remember seeing these guys' faces last year during that game. What I am willing to say right here on HBCU Sports Lab is it does not even come close to that. I will not say South Carolina State's name after today for the rest of the week. The rest of the week, I'm going to just say the team down in Orangeburg, I'm gonna say we playing the team down at Orangeburg. Great win by them yesterday. I know they weren't on there. They had a great win yesterday, but it was against Virginia Lynchburg, which we all know has been a freaking. The Everybody a away. Yeah. They are they have I think they're in third place
6: problems. in the BH right now. They
4: are. They are. They're they <laughs> in third place in the without a lot without a win. So uh, to say the least, man.
0: <laughs> to say the least,
4: man, uh we we are we were incredibly proud of what we saw Thursday night. But uh, what you guys are going to see on Saturday afternoon at 1. 30 p.m. in Orangeburg, South Carolina, is what I'm going to be ready to come back on here next Sunday and talk about. I cannot wait, man. Davies right. Richard. Davis Richard for the Walter Payton Award, too, by the way.
1: Perfect setup. We've extended this a little bit. We're going to get into our last quarter as we get a little extension on this. Get into, talking about Virginia Lynchburg, they get to go get a taste of that gumbo in Baton Rouge next week as well. <laughs> Uh, so they're going to get some swag. Hey, hey,
0: Josh, that was nice. That
1: was nice. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did in at the end. Yeah. As he talked about, we'll go back on the other side, and we'll talk about some of these big-time matchups coming this week. Stick with us after this last break. We'll come back and give you our final quarter, final thoughts in terms of what's going on and any maybe final midterm grades that people didn't get to talk about there. Stick with us. Uh hope you're enjoying it, getting it all into it, giving you some updates in terms of matchups that took place Saturday. But it's already time to turn the page, at least for the lab, as we look at week number seven. We get into it. Big-time matchup. Things are getting done, getting going. Stick with us after this last break. We'll be back for the fourth quarter. Get it up. It's time to get it up. Four quarters, baby.
2: We? Is
0: this the one?
2: Well, let's say I found the one who takes me to another level. Always stays calm under pressure.
4: Most importantly, the one that helps me discover the coolest places. This sounds wonderful. Come outside, I'll introduce you. You're here. Definitely the one.
3: (laughs) Introducing the all new Nissan Frontier.
5: It's like a loop machine
0: Going around town, trying to get down Compress the analytic data with your hip-hop If you know them like I know them They gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot laugh And who the ball, who so listen to, so to professor,
1: professor Yes, sir, yes, and sir. And pay attention, so because he going to teach a lesson, lesson. Dr. Bill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We have the professors as well, B.J. Jones, Joshua Sims Sr., and A.D. Drew. Give me updates. We're getting into our last quarter, and this is where we turn the page. As I said, we start looking up to this upcoming week and some big matchups. Should be fascinating. Let me start with... Charles, what are some of your big matchups this week? I think I know where you're going. At least that's where my eyes are turning to.
0: Yeah,
2: obviously, I think Jackson State and Campbell's going to be huge for obvious reasons. You uh, you got an out-of-conference game with Swag versus the Big South. Uh, but for a lot of people, a lot of fans around uh, HBCU football, that, that uh, somehow a win against J- uh, Campbell uh, w- would legitimize Jackson State for whatever reason. Uh, we see uh, – you know out of conference teams or big south teams or some sort of I don't know uh uh of uh, pinnacle of success if you will I don't know uh but for a lot of fans I think uh that, that that's gonna be that's gonna be one of those games where it's just like oh okay they for real I will take them serious now. So you know I obviously I think that's gonna be a great game. I think uh Campbell started off uh, great in the Big South Conference, big win this past week after kind of starting off in depth uh starting off in the hole. But uh, they are, uh, from looking at them on film already with the coaches, they are big up front. They are fast. And uh, and they've started off with great, I think, in the Big South. It's going to be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. I think Jackson State will finally be healthy. Uh, BJ mentioned if you haven't seen all the pieces, well, now some of those pieces will start to come back for Jackson State. Uh, we'll probably see Travis. And uh, we saw Shiloh this past week. Shiloh had an impact uh, in that uh, bethune the game. But uh, True Thompson is another name that I want everybody to keep an eye on defensive tackle from Florida State.
1: Great, great point. And I I hate, but it was true for the way you put it there in terms of the pinnacle. I think what makes this interesting is, is because where we're tracking and trending. Obviously, a lot of people thought the potential matchups in the Celebration Bowl uh, were going to be Jackson State, you know, obviously folks also thought about Southern in terms of that matchup potentially. Uh, but coming out of the MEAC, most people think South Carolina State was written in there and had it done. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that maybe matchup as Joshua Sims kind of alluded to it, so I know what direction he's probably going. And I'll go to him next. But what's interesting to me about Campbell was they happen to play three of the top 10 teams now currently in there. And so it's mm-hmm. interesting to kind of see how those matchups will play particularly if it's trending, that Jackson State will ultimately play North Carolina Central. It's not always where you have matchups where you can look at it between teams. So with Central already playing Campbell, they played them on the road, so you got to take that into factor. But now you have Campbell coming in to play Jackson. That's another measuring stick to see if those two teams face off. And then you obviously had A&T and Central playing early. We know how that played off. But you have that in terms of a constant rate for a t trying to get their bid to the playoffs. So that's, to me, more uh, where the intrigue comes in, not necessarily this litmus test that you're right, that there will be some people that talk about. Litmus test. That's the word yeah. I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. other folks looking at it in a in a uh, different framework, not the social structure or the governance structure. If you allow me to get into some of those Africana studies thought process, not too many people can hold on to that. Let me go to Joshua Sims Senior. Where are
4: you going this weekend in terms of your matchup of the week? Yeah, yeah, Doc, man, that was an incredible segue to really the importance of this game this weekend, too. And same with the, you know, the seeming importance that's going down in Jackson State this weekend. Uh, but, man, we've got to travel. And, and when I say we, I'm talking about North Carolina Central. 1801 Fayetteville Street has got to roll up in Orangeburg, South Carolina this Saturday. 1.30 kickoff. Uh, That is our opportunity to cement ourselves as the top dog. We thought we really were the top dog last year. We were very hamstrung with injuries last year, but not to make any excuses, and we lost by three points to them last year. Didn't lose another game in the MEAC. This year, we are 100% or as close to 100% healthy as we've been in a long time. Uh, Coach Oliver has his program installed into our football program for sure now. And so now we have an opportunity to put the buses on the road, those eagle with that, with that bird on the side of the buses, on the road Saturday and really get a chance to make a signature victory inside of the MEAC. Um, for those who may not know, we have not beaten South Carolina state in our last three matches, matchups. Mm. So not only is this an opportunity for us to really kind of submit ourselves from that perspective, but it is also our opportunity to really say, Hey, our offense is for real. We're young, man. And I've been telling people that we're so young that this could be the start of a run for us in the MIAC for the next couple of years. Obviously, one game at a time, one season at a time. But depending on which North Carolina Central football team shows up in Orangeburg on Saturday, will dictate how the rest of this season end up ends up going. And we hope that everybody get a chance to see our brand. You had a chance to see it on national television on Thursday this past week. You'll get a chance to see it on primetime. I don't know if we plan on ESPN U or not, or if it's ESPN Plus. But you'll get a chance to see us on prime time in the best way we possibly can uh, to really kind of exude ourselves and rally, really dominate that game. And I am really, really excited about that game. Uh, I will be in Orangeburg, South Carolina again. I don't miss very many North Carolina Central games, as y'all can tell. Uh, so I will be there. Uh, my expectation is that we roll, and hopefully we roll big. Hopefully we roll big. Yeah, we
1: need you there because we want that insight. Make sure you <laughs> <I do. laughs> <what we> see <laughs> and watch. Media, <laughs> pa- Media Pass Jay.
4: <laughs> Call me Media Pass go.
1: Jay, then. Yeah, we got you. We got you inside the lab. We make sure you get whatever media you need. DJ Jones, what direction are you going? Oh, so, uh, man. I, uh,
3: I was just talking about statements. Um, I think that Prairie View has an opportunity to step outside the conference They, they face off against Lamar. I think that's a potential statement uh, for the Southwestern Athletic Conference, as well as Jackson State and Campbell. Um, I, I think that that's another uh, statement that the conference can make. Two non conference games uh, coming later on in the year. Uh, where the SWAT can make a statement about the trajectory of this conference and where we're ultimately headed. And I think also in the MEAC, Josh said it better than I can tell you. North Carolina Central and South Carolina State. South Carolina State ain't dead. You got to kill them. All right? And they they not gonna do it on their, they, they're not going to do it for you. You're going to have to do it. And I think people are going to look at South Carolina State and go, well, they're not a good football team this year. But when their backs are against the wall, Look at the history of Buddy Pugh and that football program when their backs are the, against the wall, how they come out and compete. That's going to be an amazing game in Orangeburg. And if you're a fan of black college football, that's one of the ones that you got to be locked in on because that's going to tell us a lot about who's going to represent the MEAC um, as far as the celebration bowl.
1: Yeah, when you think about it, other than that AT game, all the games they lost in terms of uh, their HBCFC matchup have been tough grind out games. So we will be fascinating to see. Uh, that matchup because it means so much uh, in terms of what that looks like as the season continues to progress and no no bond has won a championship. That's not the point we're making here, but that's the direction we're going. With that being said, Mike, what direction are you going in terms of your matchup this week?
5: Uh, Obviously, I think BJ said it with preview. I'm keeping my eye on that one. I think Lamar is 0-3 in the conference, 0-6 overall uh Prairie View is kind of dare I say a little bit middle of the pack with the swag. Uh, a couple of games they should have lost they should uh should have beat Abilene so do they step up and play you know like prayer, like we know Prairie View can be do they correct some of the deficiencies in the passing game and do they come out of Beaumont Texas with a win uh the other one is uh Benedict you know going down if you look at the history of that game I have to do the data. I have to do the data crunching and go back ten years. Um, I wonder who has the advantage. I think Albany State has the advantage, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong in that matchup. Here is Benedict coming in number one, going down to Albany. You know what's what's really going to happen? What's this? What's what's going to come out? And I think I go back to AD's point. How are the voters going to look at Benedict now if they are able to come out with a win? Great points. AD Drew, what are your uh, thoughts
1: in terms of matches this week? We all dominated by the major division. You got any major division direction you want to go, or are you going to stay with the majors as well? No, nah, you know, I got to go small
6: school, big major, uh, under D1, or whatever you want to coin the phrase. While it looks like the CIAA is pretty much settled with uh, Union, looks like they're going to come out the uh, North. Yeah. Xavier look like they're going to come out of the South. The SIAC still has plenty of entry.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's, start off,
6: let's start off in the SIAC West, where Tuskegee and Lane play today. It escaped today. This week, in, in the other Jackson Charles, that would be Jackson, Tennessee, uh, Charles. Mm. Uh, uh, Lane plays in Jackson, Tennessee, not Jackson, Mississippi. The other Jackson. I oh, yeah. just want to make sure you uh, remember that for all y'all Jackson <laughs> State folks. But, no, that game we we're pretty much determined the SIAC West and who, who is the frontrunner in the SIAC West. Tuskegee wins. Tuskegee pretty much has sewn up the West where Lane wins. And now we got to start playing Statner and see if we could potentially have a two- to a three-way tie in the SIAC West. Flip it over to the East. Got, got a trap game for Fort Valley as they play Clark Atlanta, who just beat Savannah, and who has scared the bejesus out of a lot of people this year. And for Albany State, they actually traveled to Savannah State in a game where, look, Fort Valley, Albany State have to win out. They have to make their Fountain City Classic game relevant on November 5th. So these two teams have to win out. And last but not least, hopefully, benefit Benedict does not get the big head against Boarhouse, and
1: has, has a come down against Boarhouse and plays down to Warhouse and though. Mm-hmm. Great points. I want to give a shout out for some of these teams that got their first win on the season. St. Augustine, St. Augustine got it done against John C. Smith, twenty-eight to twenty-one. Winsome Salem State upset Shaw, seventeen to ten in terms of that matchup, and Texas. College, Certainly. y'all forgot about Texas College. Texas College got their first got a win on the season as well after they got one against Arkansas Baptist, uh, but they got another win. So shout out to Texas College in terms of getting some of those uh, wins. Uh, and those two teams are getting their first wins on the season.
5: That'll do doc, doc. real quick, I made some correct. My wife was in my ear, so my corrections are are off. So I I want to say, I my my point was, can Benedict move forward? Um, after their win, I guess I was just saying. So I was a little bit off. My wife trying to call me about an emergency, so I apologize for that. And I was looking at the numbers real wrong. So my point was, can Benedict move forward after win? And um, can and and what's Albany State going to do? So I'm sorry about that. Wrong data points. So I no gotta problem. Ju- we to understand
1: what them emergencies and when the
5: I got I got to jump off. So
1: sorry. Yep. No problem. With that being said, we're gonna. Cook- Call it a close. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the dean of HBCU Sports, coming from Inside the Lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, and our guest of the day, A.D. Drew, B.J. Jones, and Joshua Sims Sr. Again, I hope you enjoyed the show. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday. Six o'clock Central Standard Time, and on Sunday at nine, as we wake you up and give you a uh, weekend review, follow me Dr. Kinyataka Bill Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-B-I-L. That's D R K E N Y A T G A C A B I L. That's D R K E N Y A T G A C A B I L. Inside the HBC Sports Lab One on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Inside the HBC Sports Lab. With that said, make sure you follow BJ Jones on Tuesday as he breaks down the Twitter spaces. Uh, Joshua Sims on Wednesday as he gets it done as well on Twitter Spaces. Check out the pregame show as they give you those live updates. That's Wednesday and pregame as they get it, as you can tell, the pregame show. They'll give you all the insights that you need. And as they drop things throughout the week as well, check that out. A.D. Drew, Brian and A.D. on Sports Wrap. They'll drop some nuggets tonight. Make sure you tune them in. Uh, as they continue to give it on Wednesday, you got the O&G strikes on. And on Saturday, Charles Carlos will give you the update in terms of what he gets done, giving you some insight in Southern. Uh, good information going on there as he, I'm sure, will be smiling as he has Charles Edmund <laughs> from Alcorn on the show. That should be an interesting matchup as they stayed cool this past Saturday. But coming back in next Saturday, I'm sure it will be a lot of excitement as well with the follow-up. That'll do it for us. Green Big, continue to move forward. We'll talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. DJ Jones? Lecture. AD Drew? Yes, Miss.